Way up in northern Europe, wedged between Finland and Russia, there is a small country called Estonia. Now, there are only about a million people in Estonia. It is tiny, but it's also a beautiful country with lots of seaports and tons of rich rolling farmland. Maybe the first thing I learned about Estonians is how much they love music. It has been central to Estonian culture for centuries. And although Estonia is one of the smallest countries in the world, it nonetheless has one of the largest collections of folk songs. Estonians have historically used music to build their culture and community, but also as a political weapon. It is said that song was used in protest of the German invaders of the 13th century, and also in resistance to Russian occupation under Peter the Great in the 18th century. In 1869, Estonians started a song festival tradition called Lalupidu, where choirs from around the country come together every year to sing for days. Right now, nearly 30,000 people sing on stage at the same time, and over 100,000 people come every year to listen. Now, this continued even in times of war. During World War II, Estonia was occupied by the Nazis and then by the Soviets. Now, the Soviet Union was a group of 15 countries that were taken over by Russia to form what they thought of as a communist utopia, the USSR. Countries didn't go willingly, and those who spoke out against the Soviet Union were often banished to work camps or killed. Everyone had to speak in support of the Soviet Union. There was no such thing as free speech. And one of the things about the Soviets is that they understood that in order to build this union, everyone had to be on the same page culturally. So they wanted everyone to be Russian. And so all of the music was Russian, the official language was Russian, the food was Russian, school was all about Russia, and even new citizens were brought into these countries from Russia. Pretty much anything that was Estonian was removed and replaced with Russian things. Everything, even the music in Estonia, was Russian. Now, when it came to the song festival, all of the songs had to be in Russian and be in support of the Soviet Union. We might call this propaganda. And despite having people making sure everything was about Russia, in 1947, they let in a composition called Muisama on Minuarm, or Land of My Father's Land That I Love. Now, this was something special because the song was Estonian, it was composed by Gustav Ernesox, and it used a famous Estonian poem by Lydia Koidula.
The song slipped by the Soviet censors, and after two days of singing compulsory Russian songs glorifying Marx, Lenin, and Stalin, Estonians all sang Muisama and Minuarm in their native tongue, with a common and unspoken knowledge that it expressed hope for a free Estonia. And while the song was forbidden for a few years, they started slipping it in again, here and there. And on the 100th anniversary of the festival, everyone started singing it loudly. The choirs, the audience. The Soviets ordered a military band to play and drown out the singers. But a hundred instruments is no match for over a hundred thousand people singing. The song was sung repeatedly in the face of these authorities, and there was nothing the Soviets could do but eventually invite the composer on stage to conduct the choir for yet another encore, and then pretend they intended to allow this all along. Luisa Ma and Mino Arm was never forbidden again. It gave people hope. They weren't sure they could be free, but maybe life could be a little better if they could remember who they were. Estonian, not Russian. In the early 1980s, when the Soviet Union was showing signs of crumbling, the Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev put in some laws in place that allowed a bit more freedom, especially freedom of speech. But you know what happens when you give people freedom of speech? They use it. Soon people were speaking out and more people were realizing they could be free. They could be liberated. They remembered they are Estonian first. They kept singing Muisa Ma and other songs about being Estonian. And they kept talking. When Soviet troops would threaten violence, which they did a lot, Estonians would gather to face the soldiers and they would sing. And the soldiers would turn away and blood would not be shed. In 1988, activist and artist Heinz Valk noticed this and coined the term singing revolution. He wrote, we started a revolution with a smile and a song. And while it was hard, and the story really too complex for this short telling, eventually the Estonians were successful. And Estonia was the first of those 15 countries to declare its own independence. Singing their songs was the fuel for change. This was their power. This was something they shared from heart to heart, from family to family, from community to community. They have their liberation because of their singing. This non-violent way to assert who they were and claim their identity, their inherent worth, and their dignity. 
Louisa Ma is now one of their favorite national songs, and it is sung every year at Lalupidu. Oh. 